It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I promise, I do, I do, I do, I promise not to bore you by going back and talking too much about what I rattled on through last week. I do want you to know, though, that the Ten Commandments have absolutely nothing to do with God. If you can just get it into your mind and heart, maybe it can seep into your spirit, and you will once again be able to develop a greater affection for the Creator instead of being so doggone confused about some God who warns you to show, make, to make sure now you make me God and don't you worship other gods, even though he insists at the same time there aren't any other gods. <laughs> Does this sound a little wacko to you? One of the re- main reasons, you see, I know the Ten Commandments have absolutely nothing to do with God. It's first and foremost, they're in a weird order. The, the first four of these commandments have absolutely nothing to do with human beings. Even though they're addressed to human beings, they, they don't address our character, they don't address our needs, they don't address human expression or human life. They're all about what we shall call it God etiquette or how to be careful and not piss off the king of heaven. And like I said last week, why does God need to command, command so much attention? Why is he so needy? So today, in like manner, we come to this second commandment. Now, in this commandment, we're all warned not to make graven images of God. In other words, don't draw something or sculpt something and say, there's God. And we're also not to bow down to idols, which I don't know where that exactly comes up. But we once again see this horrible attribute coming out through this commandment of insecurity an insecurity dwelling in our Father which art. Because Moses wrote down that God doesn't want us to have anything to do with idols, statues, symbols of other gods. Because you know why? Are you ready for this? Moses says he's a jealous God. I'm sorry. Jealous? Are we we back in high school? Can you name any place where jealousy can be considered a virtue? A woman may want her husband to be jealous when she, like, mentions an old boyfriend, but if her husband continues to pursue being upset about it, the wife realizes that she's married a nut. To be jealous is to be insecure. I'm going to say it again. To be jealous is to be insecure. 
It's also annoying. It shuts down a relationship. It's where we now are constantly trying to express appreciation to someone we love because we're afraid if we don't, they might, oh, I don't know, they might have a goddamn nervous breakdown. Do you really, do you, do you really want God to be so needy of worship that for some reason, if you don't do it one week, or if you do it without your whole heart, or if you're, if you don't stand up long in the church service, as long as the 22-year-old praise band leader can, do you want God to decide you don't love him? If you love me, you'd praise me more. That's how I would know. Listen, if you and I are friends, do you, do you have to hear from me every single day or every single week to confirm that we're still buddies? And if that were the case, what kind of friendship would we actually have? Now, let me, let me take a minute to talk about this idol, I-D-O-L, this idol thing, this idol chatter. This God's second commandment makes it clear that if we do have idols in our lives, if we don't feed this jealous God's need for appreciation, he's just capable of visiting curses on us. Did you catch that? Curses. And not just us. No, no, no. He will visit these curses. Here's the threat. To the next three generations. That would mean your great, great, great grandson is walking alone one day and gets hit by a bus and a voice from heaven shouts down, Hey there, that's for what your great, great grandpa did. Come on. Come on. No one believes this crap. Nobody. Why are we pretending to be a part of this mythology? Why do you choose to be a person of faith who has to be mocked for absorbing this ridiculous sidebars of what you believe? My friends, you can have a belief in God without being a superstitious idiot. So because of these verses, though, I'm talking about the first two commandments. We believe it's possible, A, to worship other gods, and we believe we better worship this one well because, B, he gets really jealous and will kick our ass. No wonder the theology of the church is completely unexplainable to anyone who isn't in the church. Here's what the God thing has become. Here is what we tolerate about God just based on these commandments. If you're wondering why people are moving towards atheism, this is it. Because from the first two commandments, I am a jealous God and don't have any idols. I am a jealous God. You worship me, no other gods. And I'm because I don't want you to have any idols about these gods either. From those first two commandments, we come up with these ideas that make us all want to run away from God. Because these commandments make us believe 
He's big. I guess this is how religion keeps us little and intimidated. Number two, he's mean. Well, not always. We're told he can bless us, but only if we don't have idols or other gods or if we, well, you know, if we keep him from being jealous. This, I don't know, how about you? It just screams to me that this dude is insecure. For, let me give you an example. If, if you came to my house for dinner and you said, oh, what a lovely home. And then I turned to you and replied, keep going. And you responded, oh, what do you, what do you mean? And then I said, well, in my house, there has to be a certain amount of praise and worship or no dinner. Okay, honestly, tell me what would, what would you think? You'd run out of there. But we're led to believe that if there's not enough praise and worship, well, God will just not show up. He's going to go over there and pout, pout in the corner of universe two. Are you kidding me? Why do we allow God to have attitudes that we wouldn't put up from our family members? Why is my God a sniveling cryboy who needs constant encouragement? And then, folks, to close it all off, to create the God thing that we portray in churches, because after all, every church in America wants to make sure it's a Judeo-Christian. God forbid we're just Jesus or Jasonian people. No, we have to include every minor prophet from the Old Testament on our Christmas card list. Yes, when the church sits down to discuss their God thing, He's big. He can be mean. He's insecure. And finally, God is kind of pissed. Now, we've all been around people who have hair-triggered tempers, and as long as everything is just right, they seem cool. But if something is a little bit off, they're going to get pissed and make everybody around them miserable. Honestly, do you really believe this could be God? The creator of the universe? The the guy who sat down and figured out the color configuration in a butterfly wing? I'm going to be blunt with you. I believe if you make a complicated you will end up a miserable son of a bitch. So whenever I hear the word God, if the word love, yes, if the word love does not appear within the next 10 words, I leave the room. God is love. That's what it says. He's not insecure. He is not jealous because jealousy has nothing to do with love. It's just possessive. And I'm so glad he's not pissed. Matter of fact, he is so satisfied 
with where things are going and with his relationship with you and me, that he can dare being loving. Because love is what happens when our hearts open and our spirits relax. Love is what happens when our hearts open and our spirits relax. For, for the good news is, even though the second commandment says not to make any idols above God, the better news is that the real God is not insecure about his role whatsoever and is looking for only two things, a pathway to your joy and a joy that you have that expresses love to everyone you meet. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.